if we just get straight into it, the, the topic of today, guys, is um, three reasons why players get signed. Uh, we have a sheet here. I'm going to send, I'm going to put a picture of this on Instagram, on the story, so you guys can follow through with what we're going to be, what, what we're going to be saying today. Uh, but we've got Ben and Harry. Uh, ben is a football scout. Harry, uh, you are the director of performance, a leading football academy in London. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to say anything a bit more about yourselves? Well, no, that, that's me, uh, a football scout. That's my main uh, passion and what I enjoy doing is, is searching for talent. And Harry, I don't know if you want to add to that. Yeah, um, so I run Performance, uh, which is kind of an academy for talented football players uh, around our areas. Um, so in the southeast of England, uh, working with players from five years old to 18 years old, uh, trying to give them uh, high quality training and the opportunity uh, to move on into pro clubs, whatever age they may be. Yeah, cool. And um, for those of you not maybe not familiar with me exactly, uh, maybe you've seen Train Effective, but not much about me um uh, this is going to be really interesting i don't know if it's going to be debate i don't know if it's going to be discussion or whatever we're going to get into but it's a it's it's about a burning question that that i still have these days um especially when i was 13 14 15 18 um thinking to myself what what is it that like how do you get scouted but what is it that scouts look for um and what is that pathway to get into professional club, especially when uh, when you're not familiar with the, the whole situation? Maybe you've never played for academy before. Maybe you have, but you don't know what the next step is. And what I wanted to bring you guys on here for today is to really give back to the people and make them help them try to understand what is it that um, can get you from here to here. So without further ado, I think we should just get right into it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like I said, guys, I'm gonna take a picture of this real quick, uh, so you guys can see. Just before we get into it, Harry, you were showing me an article about uh, Usain Bolt. Yeah. Wanting to play in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben, maybe you as a football scout, do you think it's possible for Usain Bolt to play professional football? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why? Because. There's lots of levels of professional football. I mean, he brings obviously more than just talent to the table. He obviously would bring a lot of marketing and commercial value to, to a club that that, that that would sign him. So there's that aspect. Yeah, He's obviously an athlete, an, an exceptional athlete. And so, yeah, why, why can't he play professional football? Can he can he really play in the Champions League for Dortmund, where he's trialed? I, I, I don't think so because more than anything, he's got age against him. He's had his career, he's passed his his peak athletic best. Otherwise, yeah. he'd still be a sprinter, which is where he, you know, one but, of the best athletes ever in the world. What? But don't you think like even just him, like he's been sprinting, he runs a certain way, his yeah. body physique is a certain way yeah. that to control the touch real quickly, control the touch from the air or or make a pass or make those, just coordination in general. Yeah. Don't you think that sprinting, he's done so much sprinting that, and, and trained for sprinting that his body mechanics are in such a certain way. Yeah, where, definitely. Where like, even to control the ball, it's like different from yeah, another I mean, professional. I watched um, 
the recent game was it for UNICEF? So, so sorry, yeah. yeah. So watch watch the game and <laughs> you know I watched it to watch him to, yeah. to see how he performs in a in a, in a game against people who aren't elite. You know there are yeah legends in the game, but again they've retired and and other guys who are celebrities who can play. Um, and yeah, he, he did okay. And he did he, okay. He yeah. did okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and there was opportunities for him to score goals, which is the most valuable thing in football, isn't it? Yeah. Can you get in a position where you can score a goal? You know. Um, and he can play professional football, mm. but he he can't he can't play at the at the very top level. The very top level. Um, as much as I'm sure he would love to. Well, I'd love. I'm sure his ultimate goal would have been to put on a Man United shirt, but realistically, <laughs> well, he's starting from somewhere now at age 32, 33, yeah. 31. I don't know. He's uh, he's on trial at Central Coast Mariners, uh, which is an A League uh, Australian club, and uh, apparently he's going to be there for six weeks. Uh, I'm not sure about more details, but there's his chance there, and he's making his own pathway. Um, so maybe, just maybe, maybe. Well, his one name day. gets him in the door, so that's a yeah, start, yeah, isn't yeah. It? Like, so, that's something that we, that everybody would like the chance to do is to get in the door in yeah. the first place, and yeah. that's probably what we're going to talk about a little bit today is being scouted and, and being able to be a professional. And obviously, if you have got commercial value, then that is one one way to get through the door in the first place, right? You know? So it's just like what you said, getting getting in the door. Um, uh, just so you guys can follow along, I've put uh, I've put the the whole thing, this whole sheet of paper that we got here. Uh, I've put it on the Instagram story, Train Effective, uh, so you guys can can take a look there and and follow follow on Hurricane. Um, uh, what we got here, the the three reasons why players don't get signed. So, so your background. Ben is as a, as a football scout, right? Uh-huh. Um, you've looked, you and Harry actually have looked, you also being the academy uh, director, you've looked at tens of thousands of players, yeah. over 10,000 easily. Yeah, definitely. Right? And, and you've looked at each player uh, and made a judgment on them on whether they can make it at the highest level or not. Yeah. Is that, am I right in saying that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Harry sees more players on a day-to-day basis than me because he's involved in in, in a, a private academy situation where you are seeing players come through the door yeah. on a daily basis. And I've seen them over a longer period of time and at different age groups. And every player you see you make a judgment on. Mm. One way or another, you know, it might not be an informed judgment. It might not be... Um, a judgment over a period of time, but you make a judgment. I'm sure you do the same. You- yeah, definitely. I think um, <clears throat> when you see, for me, when I see a player, there's different levels that you, you're you looking for. So it might be a player that just comes into, you look at it and think, yeah, he's, he's, he's okay. He can come into the development centre programme. Yeah. Or you look at a player and think, yeah, he's, he's a little bit better than that. He might come into our elite programme. Uh, or you look at a player and you think, wow, uh, straight away. And then you, you want to make a recommendation to a club Straight away. I think um, <clears throat> when you're in and around football and in and around clubs, it's, it's easier to make the decision because if you go and say, say I go and uh, play a fixture against, I don't know, Barnet's under nines and you see the level of the players, 
So then when you go and watch a player, it's easier to, to make a judgment because he's got to have similar qualities to other players in that right. in that position. I got it. Um we're gonna we're gonna get into what are exactly those qualities you're gonna you're gonna look for. But the fact of the matter is you've made tens of thousands of these, let's say, judgments, and a handful of them, maybe 10, 20, 30, I think you said it yourself, uh, 80, 80 have gone into Premier League or Football League clubs now. Yeah, from performance, yeah. From performance side, um, which you guys are very, very good in doing in the London London area. So, like, what – like, that's a very small percentage, right? So – like straight off the bat, like what is what is that differentiator between um, the ninety nine percent of people that you'd say no to uh, that no they can't play at the high level and what is that like what is that differentiator which you go like <laughs> oh you know he can he can go yeah, make yeah. it I think um, it's different for players at different age different ages um, but normally for example I would go into schools and deliver sessions in schools. Um, so we'd go into a school, they would have all the kids would come out uh, for PE and uh, we would do a football session. And normally, uh, as soon as the kids walk out onto the pitch, we would do a game without a football. And I'd say within two or three minutes, you would rule out 75 to 80% of the kids as not being, as, as not without even seeing them kick a football sometimes. With that, you would be able to say, you'd be able to take, if there was 30 kids, I would probably straight away say that at least 20 of them would be ruled out nearly instantly. I don't know if you agree with that. So, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, for a start there in a, in a school session with, with say, little kids, they, there's going to be kids who don't like football or don't even want to be there. So you, you, the, the, that sort of desire to actually kick a football isn't there. So, yeah, it's easy to rule those people out and then in that environment it's very hard to see talent because there's so many children and you only have two eyes and right. you're looking but all of a sudden something will happen yeah where you think wow it and it might not be that that is wow this player's going to go and play in the Premier League mm -hmm. but wow that makes that child stand out from that group as having something physically or technically or attitude, even at the younger stages, got something, something there, mm. something there that stands out. And I would say for me, that's that's my what I'm looking for is something that stands out. So with the showcase that we I visited, and they had a lot of your players there, mm. you're looking at something, something that grabs you, that wants you to look more. Mm. Maybe that's look more in that hour session, or look more, come and watch a game, mm. something. Something that grabs your attention, yeah, different. So you're saying that within, you guys are both saying, within the first couple of minutes of you arriving uh, uh, or, or watching a match, a match is kicked off, within two or three minutes, you've already made your first judgments of... Definitely. I think um, for me, I'd make my first judgment comes before they run, kick, do anything. As soon as they walk out okay. onto the pitch, you can yeah, see... But this is very, see, this is like, very important mm -hmm. to... Everybody is watching. Uh, it's it's what I always try and relate back to your off the field behavior. As soon as you arrive to some place, and we even talked about this before the showcase. As soon as you arrive, as soon as you get out of the car, yeah. as soon as you get we, to the venue, we said, your body we said it at the showcase. There was players that walked through the door, 
and that they've literally walked five steps and you yeah. say, well, 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 he looks like a player. Well, I would say five steps of yeah, walking definitely. through the door. Not but even you, kicking a ball yet. But you, the showcase, I went to the showcase. It was five, four, five, four training four days and then the match day. So I went to the four training days. I was there first. Yeah. And on all four days, one player was late after everyone else was on the pitch every single day. Right. Do I, in my judgment of however good I think that player is, want to recommend him to a club coach manager in the fact that those people I'm recommending the player to are also judging me. Mm. They are judging me on who's this lad he's re recommended who's never here on time. Now, if he's 10 out of 10 in every other area, he's messy, then you would take that risk and you would say that in your, in your recommendation, this player has everything, mm. but he'll be late. And then the manager or coach or club make a judgment on that. Of course, they're going to want to see the player that's got everything, aren't they? But if they're borderline, if he's just a normal player and he's late, he's written off for being late, surely. Yeah. yeah. And like in the in the in the showcase again, the, the what I would what I would say in my opinion was the best player. I definitely thought he was going to be good as he walked from the car. Mm. The, the, I definitely I don't know if I was standing next to Harry yeah, or Gary said. or Simon. We looked at each other and went, he's gonna be a player. <laughs> this is a good question and, and for everybody well, watching. That's an 18 year old, so it's not just a, a child or an adult, it's someone who's in sort of a prime age for to to, to kick on. To now, kick on, yeah. But but like I'm sure everybody's wondering what do you need to or, or what what is it that even that first bit of body language, what does it look like? Just like literally walking it out can, the car. It can change. It can be going. different for like different ages. And uh, like sometimes it goes the wrong way because a player might come down who's 10 years old and he's got, he's from an affluent family. So he's wearing nice boots, nice kit. And you think, oh, he looks like a player, but he's not. But I think, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it depends. But like the way, the way that someone carries themselves yeah. it's, with the older players is the way he carried himself. So he's there, he's got his kit bag. He's got his kit ready. He comes over, shakes your hand, and yeah. are you are you looking at details like how clean someone's shoes are, or it's not key. Yeah, their helps. shirt is ironed. I mean, it, it, again, I think it's really like an in, really based on like an individual thing because you you also look at the circumstance. So he the first day the lad's late. Why is he late? Oh, my, my bus broke down. Mm. Okay, so. There's a reasonable excuse for that time. If it's a child, for example, it's not really a child's fault if his mum and right. dad are bringing him. Right. So, but if you're 18 and you're going by car, yeah. And then the second day, if you're late, you, there's no excuses there because mm. you were late the day before, so you make an adjustment to your life. Like that's what I would do if I was late to this or if I was late to my meeting. I've got this afternoon. Mm -hmm. The next time I go into that situation, I would change that because mm. I wouldn't want to let that be the last impression this guy's always late because what does that do even just being late like what is the knock-on effect of being late like if you're late to well, something it depends it depends the situation if, you, if you're late to a match you miss the warm-up then you're not ready to play you can't play if it, you if you miss the start of the session you miss the warm-up you're not ready to play i would say in, a, in a, talking about adults yeah or young adults 16 17 18 it sets the tone of someone who's unprofessional mm. For me, like if you really want it, then why are you gonna? Well, why I mean, won't you come two, one boy, hour two boys from your 
from Train Effective. Yeah. Who were first there every day. They were first on the pitch, first trained, first ready. They wanted to be there and they wanted to make a good impression, mm. even if that was a bit subconscious. Mm. I'm, I'm getting to know those guys over those days. I'm pretty sure they're not the sort of guys who are sucking up to the coach. Mm. They don't seem like that sort of guys. I would say subconsciously, they're professional and they want to be there. They just want to be there. They don't want to be there. They don't want to miss the coach's opening words. Right. Or today's session is on this. What I want from you is this, this and this. What if you've missed that? If you've missed that, mm. and the coach really going to pull you to one side and, and tell you again, tell you as, as an individual, are you that important? And in a, in a team environment, in a professional environment, the, the Premier League, can you accept a player being late? Mm. What does that do to the rest of the group? Yeah. Because if you're in the Premier League, you come late to a match, let's say. Yeah. So like the team will be in a hotel and you're waiting for the bus. Yeah. Everyone's waiting for you. Once might be a bit of a joke, <laughs> but if it's every time. Yeah. Are others late because they presume that player is going to be late? Yeah. You know, training, does everyone creep in a little bit later every day? They mm. don't come in and do their strappings and, and, and things like that and preparation properly because that player gets away with it. Yeah, yeah. And then the cult- seriousness. The, the culture. What's the culture of your club, isn't it? And, and, and then you've created an environment where it doesn't work. Mm. And if you're in the Premier League and you're the manager, you're going to get the sack. Mm. All because you've allowed a player to be late. And then it break that back down to... A 16, 17, 18 year old trying to make their way, you, you have to be perfect, you have to act yeah. like a professional. Kind of. And we, we put that down on a few different areas in here is be, be act like you're the pro. Mm. Okay, you're not yet. You feel like you should have had an opportunity to be a pro, but, but act like you've got to act like one. Did have your so, lifestyle that you are one. Let, let's, um, let's get into uh, one of the first questions that we, we got here. Um, why do scouts go to games? Yeah. Uh, there are now we have a list of three three things of, of why scouts go to games, um, and, and basically you're looking at players on three criteria. Is that right? What? So in three terms criteria. of the, well, yeah, for older players so, in in terms of that list, I mean, you go to games to find players. So the first thing to say is that. As a scout, when you make a decision to go to that game, you want to find the player. Mm. So you've not gone there in a negative mindset of. So so if you're there and a scout's watching you, they've act- actively come. They want to find you, and so don't feel. I suppose for a player, it's don't feel hard done by that scout's watched you because they've actually wanted to to see that. And then yeah, in terms of especially for older players, I think that's a, a good list of of why a scout is there or, or the instructions they've had to go there yep. is for those, those three three reasons. And the three reasons are, because especially for when people watching a, uh, listen on a podcast, they're going to want to hear this. So Yeah, so, um, so we, we've got here number one. Let's go through. Because there are three three reasons why scouts go to games or three uh, three criteria, let's say. Three criteria what they can be looking for that scouts are looking there, for. Yeah. Three criteria what scouts are looking for. So the first one is a positional needs of a team or a coach. Yeah. Um, I think that's what's definitely, an example? <clears throat> definitely more specific to, to like older players yeah. and um, 
like first teams. Yeah, but for you, you you've got tournaments at the weekend. Let, let's, and that could also <laughs> fall into your yeah performance. You might not be scouting players for a club. You might be scouting for performance, and you're looking for someone who's more defensively minded as well. Let's get a gauge of uh, this is what I love to ask the audience actually. Um, how old are you? <laughs> so let's get a let's get a gauge of how old uh, everybody is, and then make a kind of uh, criteria based on that. Yeah. yeah. So so I just I just popped the question. Not the question. <laughs> I popped a question. How old are you? 69. 69. Wow. Good luck. <laughs> the Vets League is looking. <laughs> Veteran League. 16, 17, 16, 15, 17. Okay. Yeah, so towards the older. 20, 20 15, 15. <laughs> 17. The young failure, that's not a very positive uh, mindset. Like, young okay. young failure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already thinking. Change that. your username now. <laughs> Please. 14, 15. So, 15. Yeah. So, so, so we're looking at 15 to 18. Yeah. To 20. There's a 20 now. Then we grow. Right. Okay. Thanks, guys. That's really helpful. Um, so. So, so let's break this down for players that are, let's say, between. We'll make the the range a little bit wider. Let's say, thirteen to twenty. Yeah. Um, um. What are you, what are you looking for? Three things you're looking for. Yeah. So, and then, and then definitely positional comes into it because if you're thirteen or fourteen, although for most top pro clubs a position wouldn't quite have been assigned yet, you will be looking up your pathway. 16, 17 of if I bring this player in at 13 or 14, where are they going to fit into my pathway? And it right. might be that but, but A clubs under 16s need a left back. Right. So as a scout, you would know in your pathway what you what, what you're looking for. What's a pathway? So your pathway from 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 your academy to your first team. Okay. So in, in, in a positional. Club. Yeah, so and if so if you've got a squad of under 16s and then you would generally have an under 18s which is 17s and 18s mm -hmm. you don't want a left back a top left back at 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 right. 23 and the first team because obviously it's impossible for all of those players to ever get into the team right if you've got a young left back already so if you look at arsenal when they had ashley cole who was mm -hmm. already young and they had top talent lining up to come into the team, but Ashley was 18, 19 already in the first team. How are those players ever going to play for that club? So is it like it's communicated to you in advance? There's like, there's a plan of yeah. positions yeah. you're going to need. Definitely. I mean, you would have, you would have in a first team, you'd have a first team squad, a shadow squad mm. within your own club who can fill those places in the first team a shadow squad of players at other clubs that can fill the first team. And then you would have your under-23s, your 18s, your 16s. And it would all be, at that age, from 16 and up, it would all be done positionally. Right. And 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 if you've already got the best centre midfielder under-18 in the whole of the country, yep. why would you want to bring in another, another centre midfielder? Especially if he was 19 to block that person's pathway. See, these are the things. These are the, to the, this is the kind of thing that most players don't understand. Like, 
uh, I think people get the perception that a scout comes and looking for anyone who stands yeah. out, but actually the scout comes usually with a specific goal in mind of what they're looking for. Yeah, definitely at these old, older age groups, especially 16, 17, 18. You yeah. know, you're talking about these now, you're assessing players based on can they make a first team at, the, at this, this age group. At, at, at 10, 11, it's totally different because mm. they haven't gone through growth spurts and things like that. So you're not looking positionally, but definitely at 16, 17, you have to at least consider. And yeah. I don't mean what position they're playing in the match yeah. because it could be a striker. And you're looking for a left back, but that striker could fit your club's idea of what a left back looks like. Right. So it doesn't have to be what you're watching exactly. Oh, there's the left back, so I'm only going to watch him. No, there's the group of players on both teams who could fit the criteria of what I'm looking for. Right. And for each club, that and that's what makes it so difficult to follow that the pathway that they've set out, the type of player they look, the formation, it's all different. I mean, we went to Real Madrid and Real Madrid said they have a clear idea of how they want players up until Castilla. Mm. That doesn't run into the first team because the first team manager will make those decisions. Mm. But some clubs, clubs here, the first team manager will only get the job if he will fit the club's philosophy of what the team looks like. So a 4-3-3 formation. Mm. Some clubs, owners, chairman, whatever, whoever's in charge, will say our first team has to play 4 3 3. And then all the age groups below it fit that model so that when players get to the first team level, they fit 4 3 3. Right. But not all, but Real Madrid's not like that. Right. right. And I'm sure clubs are so different. So it, that's what makes it so difficult for a, a, a guy watching this who's 15. You have to follow your own path. Yeah. Because the clubs are also different. They're all looking for different things. Wow. <laughs> so, so there you go, guys. Which is why there's and a mess and why the conversation could go on for hours and yeah. hours. But. So, so, but basically, at the end of the day, for the players that are, are watching out there, uh, I, I want to relate this back to why you shouldn't get down if you have been... It, there is a match. A scout has come. Yeah. You found out later, maybe. But you haven't got scouted. Yeah. Because these scouts are coming usually with all these ideas in mind. What does a club want me to find? Yeah. What are the positional needs of my club? Yeah. If, if, if there's already 20 players in the academy, whatever, that are fullbacks, yeah. but actually there are not enough centre-backs, yeah. then that left-back or right-back really has to stand out like incredibly yeah. to even get anything. Whereas maybe a, more, a lesser... Uh, center back, yeah, but the club really needs it. Will get picked up, and this is the debate that sparked with players. Like, oh, why do they pick up that that left back? And maybe, um, or why do they pick up that center back? Why do they pick up Mark the center back when I'm much, I'm ten times better than him? Yeah, but you're a central midfielder or fullback, yeah. and the, the club's already got enough of those. So that's frustrating, isn't it? Like that's huge. If you if you go to school and you're in a class and you go through the years at school and and you, and you leave school. And you were the best player yep. in your school. And then you look on the telly and someone from your school is a professional. Mm. That's frustrating. Mm. But unfortunately, that is the, the truth. That's, yeah. You know, that an, an, an opportunity comes along and, and, and it's why Harry does what he does with the technical training and, and what you do with your platform as mm. well. 
is that the, the, the chances are everywhere for everyone. And it's just finding the right opportunity and, and keeping going and keeping, and I, I said to you earlier about mindset, like every player needs to get in a mindset that one moment doesn't affect another. Yeah. So, okay, you played in a game, a scout came, he didn't pick you. But that has no relevance on the next game and the different scout coming to watch. And I'll go to games and I'll scout a player and another scout won't scout that player. Mm. <laughs> and and he, Listen to that carefully, guys. Am I, am I wrong? Is he wrong? Well, we won't know. <laughs> we yep. won't know for years down the line, especially if they're really young, of who was right and wrong. You just see that potential and, and something in that person that can be good. And, and it's the same with Harry. Like, the, you know, you'll have tournaments this weekend and players will get scouted. But there might be a player there who plays, who doesn't get scouted, who gets scouted and signed and ends up playing professional next year. Yeah. It's, it's a moment in time and, it, and, it, and it, you have to have that mindset in life, not just in football, that one moment doesn't affect the next. Right. One down, one failure, one or yeah. perceived failure. Or even say. positive. Yeah. One great goal doesn't affect the next time you shoot. Right. I think I so. You you have to get yourself in a mindset. I, I'm sure. And if we talk about non-league players, the ones who come through from non-league are in that mindset that the one moment, one disappointment, or one great moment doesn't affect the next. Right. I, I want to. Yeah, I want to flip that a bit as well because this is. You can flip this and say it's not just about rejection. Like if you get accepted and someone says yeah, you're good enough. Actually, it's the worst thing possible. <laughs> the younger you get, yeah. that, it's the most dangerous thing. Um, and, and I think we've seen that multiple times with, uh, uh, well, I know in, in recent times there's been, uh, what's his name, Dembele? Yeah. Celtic player. Yeah. Uh, but in the past, there was players like Freddie Adu, yeah. who um, at 13, 14, I think, he yeah. made his US, US national I, team. I always debut. brought him on championship manager every year. <laughs> he, was the, uh, he was the unknown uh, the cheap option to come in here is the star <laughs> of the game. Um, <clears throat> you can um, say it at first team level as yeah. well when players break through um, and they're told how amazing they are. So you look at a player like Jack Rodwell who broke through at Everton mm. and everyone said, oh my God, he, this, this, he is the next Wayne Rooney. So right. he's thinking, what, I'm the next way, uh, <laughs> Wayne next Rooney. Wayne. Uh, Man City come in for him. So he thinks, well, I'm going to go there and play. Goes yeah. there, doesn't play. And now he's, uh, he's struggling for a club. So you, You've got players who have been signed and been released and come back into yeah, your definitely. program. But and on the same flip side, we've had players that we've helped gone into clubs. They they've been released um, and they haven't they haven't they haven't come back. And uh, it's just different different mindsets, as we said, for those players. Um, so so, you, so I think in the end of the day, end of the day, for any player, whether you get a rejection or acceptance into something that at the end of the day, whatever the thing is, that you always have to keep pushing yourself. And yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you get that moment where you do get signed mm. and you do play in the team, then there should be a moment where you can celebrate with your family mm. and, and pat yourself on the back and be happy. Mm. But the best don't really do that. The best, the, the very the, best. The top, top players haven't congratulated themselves for signing for... Barcelona's academy or when Ronaldo went to sign for Lisbon, I'm sure he didn't spend much time reflecting on the amazing achievement from being a, a guy from a small island going yeah. to Lisbon. 
is amazing. Yeah. But he looked forward to the next thing, and 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 even joining a great club like Man United, yeah. I'm pretty sure he already had Real Madrid on his mind. <laughs> and winning Champions League. And, and, and he and, and, I, and I've heard a lot of the players speak about Ronaldo at Man United when it was snowing and raining and, and people were in having lunch. He was out there knocking balls still, mm. and that moment that moment of success didn't affect the next moment. He knew <clears throat> that he just had to keep. Keep it, and so the, the you, you, what you said, flip it in reverse. Mm. Both both sides of the coin are the same thing. Mm. One moment doesn't affect the next. That, same for if you can get in that mindset. I think you've if, if if you win one Ballon d'Or at that point, you are yeah. the, the best football player in the world. So is that not the ultimate? Yeah. Well, not it isn't if you can win ten Ballon d'Ors <laughs> wow. in a row. But people joke about Ronaldo, don't they? When Messi wins the Ballon d'Or, they the camera doesn't go on Messi; it goes to Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. But that mindset of, of he said this week more they, is just it's just vital, isn't it? There was quotes um, this week about Ronaldo and Messi because they said to Ronaldo, "Have you enjoyed the battle with Messi?" Yeah. Um, and he was saying he did, he didn't see it as a battle. <laughs> he didn't see it as a kind of a battle between them because he he's he's focused on himself and he enjoy, yeah. he enjoys playing against the players at the top. It's not a battle to for him between one other player. Yeah. They're both they're both striving to achieve the same thing for themselves. It's about the grind, the enjoying yeah. that. I, um, a couple of years ago, I, uh, I had a blog and I interviewed Jay Demerit, who played for Watford, yep. centre-back. Um, if you guys don't know Jay Demerit's story, it's very similar to Jamie Vardy's in that uh, Jay Demerit came over from America with, I think, $400 in his bank account, moved to somewhere in North London, started playing non-league football. Last of the week then. Yeah, did he? 400 Oh, yeah, yeah. he got a job here anyway. Um, he was earning like 30 pounds a week playing for Southall, Southall, some non-league Southall, sorry. Um, playing for some non-league club. Eventually, Watford, uh, he played against Watford in a preseason friendly. Watford signed him and he ended up playing in the Premier League um, and uh, as a centre-back marking Drogba and, uh, and playing against Man United and all these big teams. Um, but when I interviewed him, he said, if you could give one, I asked him like, what, what's the piece of advice you could give to young players? And he said, he said, like, just enjoy the grind enjoy enjoy the process of getting better. Like understand that you'll get knocked down. Yeah. Understand that people are going to say things, but in the, at the end of the day, this is a long process, a long game. There's ups and downs and you just got to enjoy the process, enjoy yeah. the challenge of it. Yeah. And if you do that and you just enjoy that, then you don't depend on other things, external things for yeah. motivation or for support or whatever. You're in your own space, your own game, yeah. like Ronaldo is. Yeah. The, the last, last point of Ronaldo is, uh, just going back to what you guys said, is even after he won the Champions League, literally I think the post-match press interview after Champions League, he said, uh, he said something about not wanting to be Real Madrid or wanting a change or something. So... Even for him, he was already thinking in his mind, what's the next step? Yeah, definitely. There's no time to... And he had a World Cup club. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, and, and, and as, as someone who's outside of that environment... he's 33. Yeah, and someone who's outside of that environment, it's quite sad, really, that you can't enjoy that great moment. But you, you literally can't switch off. But if you do, that's kind of it, isn't it? Like, you know, that would be the beginning of the end. You know... It's the beginning of a new chapter for him because he was already thinking about it. But if he wasn't, 
is it the beginning of the end for him? You know. Yeah. And it is, you know, you work you work hard, and you if you're a child who's gifted at five and six years old, and you go into a pro club, and you end up playing in the first team like players are at the moment, breaking through. To have not enjoyed mm. or not been able to celebrate those moments ten, ten is, 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 is sad. Before but you even get to the to that first point. It's, I mean, Ronaldo, I don't know how old he was when he went to Lisbon, 11, 12. Yeah. And then but even before that, he was working hard to get there. So it's just years of, of, of just constant drive and motivation to, to be the best. And, and, and if you don't enjoy that process of waking up in the morning thinking I'm going to be better today yeah. if you don't enjoy that bit then then there actually is nowhere to enjoy it because on the Champions League final when you yeah. just won the third Champions League in a row you're thinking about next season you know? <laughs> so yeah you have to enjoy that grind and the, and the hard press to, to get there you know let's um before we move on to uh to the next part uh let's get a question from the audience so guys if you have any questions at this point just ask away we'll just take one or two questions um, let's see here. So, my glasses on. Yeah, my eyes on. So, uh, I see a couple of people talking about Jay Demerit. His name is Jay Demerit, guys. So, um, go to your blog and that's Yeah, just Google him. You'll see his story. There's a movie about him called uh, The Rise of. The Rise of Jay Demerit or something like that. It's a really good documentary. You guys should watch it. Um, but here, here are a few questions coming in now. So do you guys want to just pick one? <clears throat> um, so what does, a, what does a scout look for in a fullback? Um, <clears throat> I think speed straight away um, is something that players, I think a lot of players. Who, who's that that asked that? Peter, uh, is that Peter? Peter, Peter, uh, uh, <laughs> Peter yeah. Earhart asked for, asked what does the scout how, how old is Peter if he's still, uh, we can get his age and maybe we can answer it a bit better for him. Let's say he was What were you going to say? Anyway? I was going to say, um, well, straight away, speed. 17. Speed is something that people are straight away looking for in a fullback. But I think they're not, they're not going to, as Ben said earlier, they're not looking to go into games looking for fullbacks. And I think a lot of the time, uh, central midfielders and wingers end up becoming the fullbacks yeah. at top clubs. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> I would say. Not to be negative, but the fullback is generally going to be the first person dropped mm. because you would perceive that the right wing is better at football. So that if they they would drop back in the team and the right back would drop out. So you have to be careful not to position yourself. But for us, so for me, for a seventeen-year-old Peter. I would focus on yourself and look at what you're best at and develop those skills and then let scouts decide if you're the left back for them. Right. Because ultimately I had a conversation with one of our players who um, is just signed a scholarship at a league one club mm. and they're frustrated because they're being played at centre back. And they've always been at centre mid. And I said to him, and they had a new coach and he's Spanish. And, and, and I said to him, but the coach isn't doing that to destroy your career. Mm. The coach is doing that because he sees qualities in you that mean 
at centre-back, you can make it. Right. You can make it into their first team at centre-back. So suck it up. Move on. Listen to the coach and show your best abilities and you'll end up at centre-back or back in centre midfield. But the most important thing of that journey for him as an individual is he makes it. Yeah, it's, it's would you rather play central midfield for a semi-pro team or play centre-back for a professional team? Yeah. And then so for Peter, Peter, he will have some qualities and they might be speed. His best quality might be speed. He might be the best person in his region at 100 metres. Mm. And that might naturally progress him towards being a left back. But ultimately work on what you're best at. Get those outstanding attributes that we talked about a little while ago to the front. Right. Showcase yourself. And whether you're playing left back, centre mid, right wing, a scout will see the qualities and put you into their system. Yeah. And, uh, and you don't know what the scout's looking for. So if a scout goes to watch Peter at the weekend, um, he doesn't know what they're looking for. He might be playing left back mm. and trying to concentrate on oh, what makes me a good left back. They might be looking for a right winger. And he, might, yeah. and he might cut inside, dribble past three people and pass the ball out or cross the ball into the box. And the scout might say, well, those he's playing left back. He's be a pretty good right winger for us. Mm. Actually, let's take him in. So, so don't concentrate on on on, on a, what you perceive or what you've been told your best position. Concentrate on your strengths and making your strengths the best at seventeen. Right. Just focus on your own game. Yeah. Just even if you think it's left back, don't think about just being a left back. Yeah. Think about speed, stamina, coordination. I mean, if you're a left back, you need to be able to cross the ball. Yeah. All these things. Let, let's um let's move on to another one real quick. I'm just going through, and there's a lot of, a lot of questions. Um, people are talking about Levas, uh, Kieran, Gigi. Everybody's looking for position specific advice. Yeah. Um. So I see a lot of questions about position specific advice and things about a pathway, like how can you join your country national team. Um. Uh, someone said before that he's been dropped from three academies and he's 16, doesn't know what to do next. Um, how can you join the national but, but, team? But, but that goes so, back to that guy there who's been dropped from three academies, yeah. doesn't know what to do next. That goes back to mindset. And we've said one moment doesn't affect the next. Mm. So you can be dropped from three clubs at random, Luton, Oxford and Barnet. And then someone from QPR comes and watches you the next week mm. and wants to take you in on trial because you've got something that fits them. So so that mindset of, of being dropped from, okay, yeah, it must be pretty hard. It must be pretty frustrating. And it, and it must make you feel down, like if you lose your job. Yeah. But you, you, if you let that affect you, then it's over. It's finished. It's just, it's just like, it's just life almost. Like people not even playing football and they're going for a job interview. Yeah. Um, and they have 10 interviews and maybe yeah. one succeed. Like it's just... And then you go for a job, which is better than all 10 of those other jobs. Yeah. And you get it and you think, well, geez, if I don't only know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, 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 that is life. And football is just a, a, a mini microscope on life. You know, it's our own, it's our own little um, world. Yeah. But it is just the same as everyone else's mm -hmm. world, you know. Yeah. So so that's... So there we go. There. We already, we already, already have a... Um, an answer for that kid who said he was dropped from three academies. 
keep going. Don't listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> don't even listen to these opinions. No, actually listen to these. <laughs> but whether positive or negative, you just keep going. But and but 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 football, enjoy the grind. football is a game of opinions. Yeah. And whether that is backed up by science or whether that's backed up by feeling or watching the game once or a thousand games, then there's no correct answer and you have to take on your truth to, to <clears throat> you, know, you have wow. to take on your you, you, what's right for you i think uh, it happens for for kids getting dropped out of acad- uh, academies but it happens for top players mm. and the most recent example you could think you would say would you say that that uh, Mourinho has a good idea of what it, it takes for a player to be top player yeah. you would say yes but then you would say he, ha- he had Mohamed Salah in his team you had Kevin De Bruyne in his team. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, he, he couldn't see a place within that club's pathway for them to make it. So at that point, Salah's deemed not good enough to play for Chelsea at mm. that point in time. Um, and he, so what does he do? He goes to Roma, he, he builds himself back up. And uh, and this year, he's, he's one of the contenders to win the Ballon d'Or. So yeah. um, he, he didn't fit the pathway of one club, um, but he then fits the yeah. idea of a different player so that again that's opinions you look at Mourinho in, 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 in lots of positive ways but you can look at players that for example Paul Pogba he was amazing for France mm. then he went to Man United and he hasn't quite fitted their system and the ways we know to play and then he comes back and has a great World Cup mm. you know he fits better into what has been asked of him at France as he does for Man, than he does at Man United so that player will fit another system, another place better. Yeah. And, um, you know, Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw was the best young left back in this country by a long way as a child. And he has struggled like hell at Man United. But he'll go on now. He'll move this summer and go on. And if he gets the right club, he'll go on and be possibly the England left back. I think um, with, with positions as well, um, there's different levels where you can play a certain position. So at grassroots, uh, you might be a forward, um, but then when you step up a level into academy football, you might not be able to play as a forward. You might end up playing as a midfielder. And the same can be said at first team level. So Victor Moses, for example, he was an attacking player for Wigan, yeah. uh, moves to Chelsea. The manager didn't like him at Chelsea. Antonio Conte comes in. See, to Liverpool as a striker yeah, as well. Really. Sees, sees something in him that he can play fullback. Or who, who would have said that? He would have played fullback. And then he played every game of the season and won the Premier League as a as a, as a fullback. Yeah. Um, he 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 would not have seen himself as a fullback, but does he want to play in the Championship and score goals in his preferred position, or or win the Premier League in a position he never thought he would play? So, <clears throat> so there, there you go. All about opinions. Um, let's uh let's take the next step. Do you guys want a sip of water, <laughs> real quick? I keep sneaking a bit of coffee on this. Um, I think really insightful discussion. By the way, for everybody that has kind of joined in along the way, um, um, you might never have seen these two guys before. Uh, this is Ben, Ben Roberts. Uh, he's a football scout. Uh, and this is, this is Harry, uh, Director of Performance Academy. It's an academy in London with over uh, a thousand players. And basically both, both Harry and Ben have looked at tens of thousands of players, um, mostly in the London and UK area, 
and about 80 of them have been scouted into um, professional clubs uh, in, in England. So if you guys were just wondering, that's them, and uh, you can already give them a follow or give Performance a follow at Performance Global on Instagram. At Performance G. Yeah. Yeah. That's Twitter. At Performance. Oh, yeah. Performance at, Global is Instagram, yeah. Yeah, at Performance Global, not yeah, Performance, like Performance, but Pro. So, so, um, so if you do have additional questions as well, you can also give ask them. Uh, let's get on to the next thing. It's been a really insightful discussion. Um, I know you guys, I know you have to get to training soon. Yeah, I've got right a session now. at five. So at five? Okay, you've got still a little bit of time. Uh, I know there's been a lot of questions about pathway and how can you make it on your national team and stuff. As you guys have both looked at tens of thousand players, and you know the pathway in and out for, for players in the UK and um, and maybe in some other countries too. Uh, what What is the pathway for a 13-year-old watching now? Yeah. Who's 13? Who's not in academy football. Who's not in academy football to getting into uh, playing for their national team, let's say um, in the World Cup. I think... Uh, 13 to World Cup. Like what, how do you break that down? Well, I would say um, that each national, well, I know England has national scouts who go up, who, who who go and watch games. I would say probably mostly go and watch academy games. Yeah, so, so the route really is you have is you're not going to go from you're not going to go from playing grassroots football to playing for you're not going to go from an under fifteen grassroots team to playing for England under 15s You're going to have you're going to be steps. you're going to be at a club. Yeah, to, to be even to be put in the journey, isn't it? I mean, you you put this on Instagram so people can people can read it. But in it, this is really a pathway in it for England, depending on what what age you're at. And obviously, sitting outside the system, and Harry runs a program which is targets targets players like that. Um, but let's let's start from um, let's start from so what do you do say thirteen or fourteen. So for me, how I would. I would, if I was looking for players, I would be going into <clears throat> tournaments, watching them at tournaments, um, yeah. watching them in school and watching them in in the leagues. And I think especially at the older age groups, you are nine times out of 10 going to go and watch the better leagues and the better matches. Yeah. And then for what, what I do within my company is try and bridge the gap. So scouts can go and watch thousands there's thousands and thousands of teams so it's hard mm. for the scouts to cover every single one so for us as a private company we would go to a school we would see a player who thinks got potential we would invite them into our program um, they would train and then we would take say a team of our under 13s to go and play a club right and, and then, then or tournament like yeah. this weekend and then then there, there's your chance from there i think yeah if i'm looking for 13 14 year olds mm. i'm looking at those three things for me is, is as a scout, county and school football showcases or performance global or similar companies. And then I would look at the top leagues. So Harrow Youth League, Surrey Youth League, Premier Divisions. Yep. In an ideal world, as, as football clubs, you'd have enough scouts to cover every single game, but you can't. So legitimately, you would cover the Premier League first. Right. And then you would kind of work off tips from there. So if I went to... AFC Wembley versus CB Hounslow. Mm. Mm. 
watch that game. You might talk to a coach and the coach might say, oh, we played this team in the County Cup from the third division. They've got a really top player. Mm. Go and watch that. So then you go and watch that. So, you you know, if you're a player outside these systems, badger your school teacher to have a school football team. Yeah. Can he recommend you to the district team? Yeah. Can the district team recommend you to the county team? So you're now playing at the pinnacle of, of school football in mm. the county team, the best you know, in England, it's, it's Hertfordshire or Buckinghamshire. Mm. County, play for your county team because you've worked your way through the school system. And if, if you're not able to do it, ask your teacher how. Get involved in programmes like Performance and there's loads of other programmes out there where scouts will attend. Mm. And then play for your grassroots team in the top division if you can. Um, I know there's geography that gets in the way of that because if you live you know, 30 minutes to an hour in London, especially in traffic from, from the local Premier League, Harrow Premier League team, then, but that's going to be the opportunity to be seen, isn't it? And, and, and playing with better players will help you improve as well. And, and I think for 90% of the people watching this that probably live outside the UK yeah. and are not familiar with the regions and, and yeah. the teams necessarily that we're talking about, yeah. I think the, the main thing, just for a 13, 14-year-old, the main thing is, can you can you get yourself playing at the highest level possible yeah. in your area? And, and 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 don't accept no for an answer because right. I get a lot of messages that, that oh it's corrupt, no one will pick me. Mm-hmm. But if if that's it, then that's it, isn't it? Like give up. But yeah. if you do, then, then you know, like with school football, like a, in England, and it'll be the same. Some schools don't have teams. Some districts don't have teams. But you have to ask how and where and push, push, push to be pushed forward. In, in, in Norway, for example, they have regional teams. So if you're from Oslo, they'll have a regional group at 14. So you need, you need to get in that. Yeah. You need you, to get you, in that. You've got to team. make those steps early. You, you got, and, if, if, and then if not, if it, then, there's, then you have to look further down the pathway. If, yeah. if realistically you are 13 and none of these steps are possible... Okay, but what about 15 and 16? We've put a, put a different yeah. challenges. So at 13, prepare yourself. Mm. For what happens when you're 15 yeah. and 16. Prepare yourself. Don't just say, oh, I'm 13, it's corrupt, I can't get in that team, that's right. it. Think, okay, so when is my opportunity? Is 15, okay, so I've got two years to get to what that looks like. This is, this, this is specifically for the people, <laughs> usually from the Gulf region, like from uh, yeah, yeah. Dubai or whatever, who literally message and say, yeah, I'm from Kuwait yeah. and there's like a racial kind of thing yeah. and I, I can't play And there. that's horrendous. And, yeah. and, and, and I 100% that is, I 100% believe that's true. Mm. But are you really accepting that that's the answer? Yeah. Because there are people that have come from all those regions. I mean, Zidane comes from Algeria. <laughs> He's yeah. the best player in the world. Yeah. You know, it, it happens. It, it, it does happen. Mm. You know, Ronaldo comes from a we little do. island. You know, like, how the hell did that happen? Mm. But it does happen. Mm. So you have to find a way. I mean, the Madeira is probably a little bit upmarket, but, you know. You have to find a way, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's good. So so in terms of next up then, 15 to 16. Yeah. Uh, so just to recap, 13 to 14, we talked about Essentially, a county or school football. Yeah, at least be the best player in your region. Yeah, but find but, a way to showcase yourself as the best player in right. your region. You should have that aim that 
out of all these people around me, I, if I want to really make it the high level, I got to be the best here to start with anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And so you got to make, make that pass. So, but 15, 16, people are getting a little bit older. Yeah. A lot of kids also dropping out because, you know, yeah. they're not as passionate as they were before. Yeah. Maybe it's getting a bit more serious. What is, what is it now that you, you do? Well, we talk about in England moving towards non-league football because I think the next step after 15, 16 is playing non-league football. So can you make a move? Can you accept the fact that you're not going to play for Watford? Mm. Can you accept at 15, 16? I, I always thought I was going to get scouted by Watford. I always thought I'd come from Watford. I always thought I was going to play for them. Can you now accept you're not going to? Mm. And can you look at Northwood? A, a very good semi-pro team right. in that area. Who can I get into that club as a 15 and 16 year old? Or is there a school college program? We, Harry's head players go to Hemeltown and there's a guy called Ben Hurd who's an ex-pro and he just takes a select group of players. Can you look at those programs as, as your next step? And so, again, around the world, perhaps when you're 15, 16, regional football or school football, that sort of thing starts mm. to end. Mm. Okay, so what's the next step? Mm. Where, where will you be at 18? Was it, if you forget about Watford, where could you be the best place is 18? Okay, the best place I could be at 18 is playing in Northwood's first team. Right. Okay, so now I'm 15, 16. Can I move there mm. to that team? Mm. Because then I'm in their pathway. And that's what uh, I think Chris Smalling did. I'm sure, yeah. He Chris Smalling, Maidenhead, yeah. Uh, Manchester United player. He was at Maidenhead. But I think he was in the academy. I'm sure, yeah. I'm not, not sure, but basically at 18, he started playing for the first team. And then from Maidenhead, he went directly to Fulham. Fulham. And uh, Maidenhead, I believe, were in the seventh tier of English football at the time. He made a first team appearance or played a season there. I'm not yeah. sure where these are stories. But then from there, Fulham picked him up, yeah. started playing for Fulham, and then Man United. Yeah. And all that. Almost so, immediately, yeah. It was a very quick turnaround yeah. from. Uh, from a free player to a multi-million pound player. Crazy. But those stories happen if you have that pathway you set yourself yeah, to what's the probably, goal. I don't know. I don't know Chris Smalling, but he probably didn't set out to do that. No. Yeah, he wasn't thinking if I go to Maidenhead for the yeah. side and then but, but that's the, he was putting himself in the position to yeah. play the highest level he yeah. could and hopefully go from there. Yeah. Um and then the last thing, first team game. Now, when you're 17, 18 years old, what do you got to do now? And there are a lot of 17, 18 year olds here watching. Yeah. Well, I just think it's too late to sit in a corner and cry about it. And you just go out and you prove everybody wrong. And playing a first team, especially in, in England, it, it's clear. Playing a first team at non-league. Okay, are you good enough to play for Borenwood? Okay, what's the next level down where you can play in that first team and prove to everybody that you yeah. can do it and, and then make his way back up the tiers you know obviously Jamie Vardy was released mm. and made his way back up but there's nothing to mean that you start from behind and make your way up right. and, and live live like you are a pro train like you're a pro use train effective or use someone like Harry to get you in the pro mindset even though you're outside yeah like get into that zone already so when it, yeah. it does come eventually I think, um, I think you're not, you're not going to do it if you don't yeah you're not gonna. You, you're not because you're only. I think so what I always say to to players is younger players that, that I'm training with. So say I have a player for an hour a week, 
and uh, say to that player, do you want to be an academy football player? They say, yes. And I say, well, you're, you're training one hour a week um, and the other players are training three sessions of two hours a week. So they're already where you want to be and now they're doing more than you. So how are you ever going to catch up? Um, you have you, you you're never going to catch up because they're 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 where you want to be and they're still doing more than you. Yeah. So you they're, they're still pushing you, further forward. That hour session is a example of what you should be doing, <clears throat> and then you should take that session home and you should repeat those exercises <clears throat> before the next week. And the same if you're on train effective, fill your week up and then move on next yes. week. The train next like step. a train like a pro, act like a pro, yeah, put yourself in that mindset already. And eventually you're going to differentiate yourself from all the others. Yeah. And if you do make that first team debut at a seventh, eighth, ninth. Yeah. Everyone talks about it. Yeah. Everyone talks about it. We, we had a player who went to Belgium as, at 16 to play in the third division. Mm. But he's playing the first team in a Belgian league, third division. People talk about that stuff. Yeah. People, it's word spreads. They're like, have you seen this guy from England? Or, and if he scores... Have you seen the guy? He's 16. He's come from yeah. England. He scored a goal for yeah. the third division side. And he can only go up from there. Yeah. And then people take interest. And that's the opportunity you were looking for. Okay, you were frustrated at 13, 14, 15, 16. No one gave you the chance. Your local society stopped you mm -hmm. from progressing. But you've waited. You've kept focused and kept training. And then all of a sudden, people are interested. Happen. I think we it only takes oh, and, and sorry Harry, this just goes back to the one thing um that's highlighted here it only takes one person to make things happen or change everything yeah. for you yeah i think the, the example we always use is a player who who was with with, with us and uh, he was always deemed as not really being physically capable and he never he never got picked up by a single english club um and at that point for him he it got to the point where most people say, "Well, it's never going to happen," and now he's playing in a in the in an under twenty three team in the first division team in Russia. Um, and it, the other day, I was listening to the radio talk sport, and they, they were talking about it on there because they're like, "Who is this? Who is this kid who's eighteen playing for an under twenty three side in Russia? Why is he not playing for an under twenty three side yeah, in England? And why why did why did he never get picked up? Yeah." yeah. And he trained, and he was focused, and he trained. So now, him, now people are talking about the story. He, he was focused. He, he did everything right. But he just was never given an opportunity, to, despite the fact that you would have said to people, "Watch this kid; he's good." You know, he still didn't get that chance. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and and even the personal story was when I was uh, when I when because because I'm the anomaly anonymous. I can't even say it properly. Anonymy, anomaly. Anomaly. I'm not trying that. <laughs> um, when I was 16, 16 was the time when I said, and that's way later than anyone ever should consider being professional, I guess. But I said, I want to be professional. And instead of listening to other opinions and saying, you're like, you're stupid, you're crazy. I, I wanted that grind. I wanted that challenge of improving. You know, I believed in 10,000 hours. I believed in set your mind to something you can do it. So I really applied myself did all that training, acted like a pro, trained like a pro, everything. And then I I, even, I went to Open Charles. I did everything that's here. Like I tried to, tried to do everything possible in order to try and get myself out there and, and make it somewhere. Uh, open football trials, um, 
um, other football clubs, uh, everything like that until, and then, and then I sent my video at the time, um, to someone who I knew was working at the Australian Institute of Sport, which is, uh, it's like the national team training center for football or, or for sports in general, but football is there as well. And then the, the program operation, the guy said, oh, here's Nick, he's playing in Europe. His video looks pretty good. He sent it off to the, the coach, uh, the head coach of the under 20 national team, and then invited me to come train. And then saw that I, would, I could actually compete at that level and then recommended me to clubs in the A-League. Yeah. And like, that's from nothing. And, and that's why I'm saying, just coming back to the point, like it just takes one person to, to believe in you, one person to make yeah. something happen. Yeah. As long as you, but, but you have to be ready. You have to oh, be I mean, that, that can even be your dad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you've got that support of someone saying, hey, you know, you can, you can still do this, you know, having someone, you just need someone and then you need someone else to open the door, obviously. And then that's why I sort of talk about CVs and things like that. You, it's, it can work. Yeah. Because if you send a hundred CVs, like a job, like normal life, send a hundred CVs to people and no one responds, the hundred and first could have been the one yeah. that, that, that got you the chance, a trial or, you know, just a moment. I know Blackpool a few couple of seasons ago, they had no players. <laughs> you know, they start the season with like five players in the whole squad, in the whole club. You know, like so if you're in the right place at the right time, that would it could have been it's happened the opportunity. And these know? things if do you happen. were doing if you were in Liverpool 50 days into your hundred day challenge. And you heard that you'd have knocked on the door, and they'd have gone, "Well, yeah, you might as well, because we can't even do a training <laughs> match here, you know." And that could have been that—that that could have been the one, couldn't yeah. it? That could have been the one for you, or, or whoever else it might have been, you know. It's got to be patient, wait for opportunity. Harry, you got to leave to training. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. Sir. You guys came in the same car. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, so guys, that's uh, that's coming to the end of things. Can we take one question? Yep. Quickly. Let's just take one last question. I hope you guys found this really insightful. One last question. Um, so ask away. Let me get my glasses on. Again. What does it take to play for training effective? <laughs> That'll be a question, uh, answer for another day. Uh, so guys, ask away. Uh, Lucas, why did you take a chance in the A-League? Uh, at the time, I was already playing in Europe. And um, I felt like things were going to happen there, and then they eventually did. So, what do scouts looking for a fifteen-year-old centre midfielder? I would say go to this link and watch, uh, listen to the the podcast. Where in Europe should I go study and play? England, eh? The land of opportunity. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to answer that one? Where in Europe should I go study and play? It comes to London and train with performance or train effective. <laughs> performance right? will help you. <laughs> but but seriously, there, there are good incentives for for football players to come and study in London or England yeah. in general. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it's more attractive than a lot of other countries from what I hear. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's, good, there's good college programs around for sure. Yeah. And... Um, nice facilities and, and, and intelligent people to take the courses, but, but look for something that fits you, you know, like 
we said earlier about Hemeltown or Ben Hurd, you know, places where players from performance have gone. Um, Hemeltown would suit someone who's in a likes a bigger environment mm. where they've got already set up a, a proper first team where you can make a pathway. Ben Hurd would suit someone who wants something a bit more niche, something right. with an ex-pro where they can really mentor you and, and work with you on a daily basis. Different things with different people and 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 don't just sign up for the first one that comes along, you know, go and visit or speak to the people in charge of that course and who you're actually going to be working with day to day and are they going to be the person to not give you the opportunity but but at least educate you in a way that, that, that you can live like a professional, you know. Right. Uh, so... So that's uh, that's an answer for you guys. Um, and if you want more information, I guess, on that, you can contact Performance Global, send them an Instagram uh, direct message. Just give me just one sec so I can show you guys something. Oh, yes. Uh, make sure you, you guys follow Performance Global on Instagram. Oh, my God, please focus. Um, these guys are always on hand there also to answer your questions and anything, any other closing remarks? Uh, no, I think it's been, it's been really enjoyable. Yeah. I hope that, um, some people have taken some stuff away from it. Yeah. A lot of things here. Um, so, so that, that's it guys. We have Ben Harry, Harry from Performance Global, director there, Ben Roberts, football scout. Uh, we've gone through a lot of things here about about getting scouted, how to get scouted, the pathway. This is a whole masterclass on everything. If you guys still do have questions, uh, make sure that you leave a comment under the video um, or follow Performance Global on Instagram. Also follow Train Effective on Instagram and um, and go from there. Otherwise, I think that's it, guys. Thank you very much, Ben. Top man. Thank you. Thank you, Harry. And Train Effective family, see you guys soon. More uploads to come. And um, see you guys later. <laughs> All right. <coughs> nice. That's going to be a full one. Uh, so there you go. Like